What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, the most buzzworthy topics with a touch of what? Terrence? Humor. Humor, man. Yep. This is um, our third episode of the week, recorded on a Sunday morning after a wonderful Saturday night. You're one of those guys that they're like, <laughs> the football team when the football team loses you fucking the next day just everything is yeah, like yeah. shit I cannot function school people I cannot function beat wife <laughs> hey, hey, hey fuck you huh? okay that's a nice nice way trying to slip in some racial stereotypes there hey, no but you nothing, know I thought nothing racial I, about it I, nothing racial I, I thought I thought I would uh I would have matured from the days of my secondary school where you know like the performance of Manchester United would affect my outlook on life mm. but I have not if not right, I'm still not. the same. Yeah, I yeah. haven't. But I mean, even so as a, a neutral, I have to say I'm I'm just enjoying watching Ronaldo. Just like just play like, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. And, and I mean, six years old and and still at this level is just crazy. I mean, if you are listening and like have no interest in football, just go watch the Ronaldo's goal last night, like It's just yeah. a work of art, lah. And yeah. yeah, he was playing opposite a striker who was also old. They had the oldest combined strike force, I think, in in the Premier League, and. Just age-defying, man. Age-defying. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, today I see rainbows and sunshine everywhere. Yeah, suddenly everyone's smiling at you. Yeah, everyone. There's no yeah. racism in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, COVID is well sun- under control. Everything is <laughs> yeah. all good, right? Yeah. I hear the the uh, annoying bird outside. It's just music to my ears. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. That's it. So that's the, yeah, context that, that's the context we're at. Uh, uh, but yeah, as always, uh, we still need... Mm. We still need uh, everyone to help us out here by mm. uh, if you enjoyed this podcast or any any kind of anything from this podcast have, has ever given you a smile please you know share that gift with someone else as well and uh, give them a smile by telling them about the podcast mm. exactly yeah 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 so and what is actually our first topic is quite relevant to what we what we we have been talking yeah. about football. <laughs> I just realized. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also just realized halfway through you saying it, like, yeah. Hmm. Might as okay. well. Might as well. Cool. Let's go all in. Yeah. So what, well. is, what is this serious topic that is related to football? Uh, the serious topic is that there is the first Singaporean-born footballer to sign for an English Premier League club, uh, Harry Burt Whistle, um, who applied to renounce his Singapore citizenship. Uh, the What we're going to be talking about is Mindef's response to that, which is a hell no. Mm, mm, mm. No, he's yeah, the Mindef. first one to sign a professional contract, right? With a, with uh, a Premier League club. Because there wasn't, yeah, wasn't there Ben Davis before? Uh, there was, but Ben Davis was with... Um, yeah, correct. Like, he signed like a scholarship with um, Fulham. Yes, yes. Um, but this is yeah a professional contract with Wolverhampton Wolves. Uh. Yeah, and professional means that he can, he might play for the first team and he might feature on TV when you watch Premier League and we might be talking about him one day. You know, like how we talk about Ronaldo. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a big difference. It's not a scholarship or something. Um, yeah. a professional contract lah. And uh, before and everyone jumps in, also, uh, is he is he really Singaporean or not? That's the you know that's the big question. Probably on yeah, your mind yeah. right now as you hear the name Harry Bird Whistle. I mean, he was uh, born in Singapore. Uh, he was in Singapore till I think 13. Uh, his dad is British. His mom is Singaporean. So he's a Singapore citizen. Mm. Um, and then in thir- when he was 13, he got offered um, uh, uh, a move to England to be an e- like under the youth academy. La. So then he, he left la, with, uh, with his dad. So his mom and siblings are still in Singapore. Yeah. And and um I mean in the interview on the twenty seventh of October, which was about four days ago, he mm. was asked about uh what he misses about Singapore. And mm. I quote I miss the food so much. Sometimes I dream about roti prata, chasu rice. Seriously, I miss the food court so much, he said. Yeah. Mm. And I mean it like his trajectory, um so he's seventeen right now. Mm. Right when he left, uh, I think he was, uh, he, yeah, he went on a scholarship, and it it arose because the Wolverhampton Wolves were going around Asia to to you know scout, and I think as early as maybe eight was it, he was already on the radar, and they kept in touch. Um, and his 
yeah, so so finally he got offered. He went and then he was playing in the under 16s. He got called up to under 23, and now he's playing for under 23, 23. And a few times away, he trains with the first team, lah, the Wolverhampton Wolves first team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is uh, which is pretty dope, lah, right? Yeah, but uh, just but as as always, Mindef has come in to rain on the parade. Uh, yeah, you know, pun intended. Uh, but because yeah. they, I mean, I think it was after the announcement on the twenty seventh that he had signed the contract. A few days later, yeah. Mindef came out and 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 clarified their position, right? Yeah, exactly. Because there was quite a lot of buzz about the first Singaporean. I mean, even the title of the articles were like uh, that he's so honored to be the first Singaporean born player in the EPL. Yeah, yeah, right. And uh, and I mean. Yeah, so it was just he was irresponsible. It was kind of like uh, someone just announced something and then just somebody came and rained on their parade, lah. Mm, yeah, and it's not even it's not even like uh, us locals. I think like overseas publications. I'm I'm le- I'm looking at an article that says uh, Harry Bird Whistle signing of professional terms with Wolves has led indirectly to talk of prison in Singapore. <laughs> oh, lama. Where 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 is the article? Where is the article? Uh, OTB Sports. I believe it's a. Uh, it's a English, I think it's an English football website or something. Mm. But the headline is Wolf's teenager could face jail in Singapore for evading national service. Yeah, and it's true. Mm. He could f- face jail and a fine of up to 10,000, I think. Yeah, correct, correct. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah, we're, we're back at a situation. Of, well, actually, what happened to that Ben Davis situation for those who don't remember? Um, so Ben Davis, he signed. Uh, professional terms with Fulham in 2018. Um, so I think the professional terms for there, it was different. Oh, uh, actually he signed. He, I don't know whether Fulham was in the Premier League then. I believe, uh, I believe but they, they were. were yeah. They were. So so then, I am not really sure what the difference is because it does say in in this article I'm reading he signed professional terms with Fulham in July 2018. Mm. Um, he was born in Phuket to a Thai mother and an English father, and he moved to Singapore with his family at age five before becoming a citizen four years later. Like, and he yeah. went on to represent Singapore at the under-16s and under-19s and actually received a call-up to the senior national team but did not um, play. Like, play yeah. um, because a few months, four months after the call-up, he signed the terms with Fulham. And um, the following day, <laughs> the Mindef announced the rejection of his application for long-term deferment. So he wasn't even asking to renounce the citizenship. It was just to defer. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And after that, yeah, he switched his international allegiance to Thailand. Mm. And in August, he signed for third-tier English side Oxford United in August uh, 2020. Yeah. So, um, so there yeah. was some talk that he could represent Singapore national team and all right. And I think that... That one also during the case, which I think we covered on on a podcast episode way back, um, there was some seem seem like like tension between Mindef and uh, Ben Davis's dad because apparently Ben Davis's dad did not give a a date of to uh, at at which Ben Davis would come back and serve NS, and unlike say Joseph Schooling or the other Olympians who have had their NS deferred, there were no KPIs that were set. You know, for Joseph Schooling, there was like, if you qualify this, if you finish this, then it gets deferred. So it just felt like it was this fluffy little abstract little discussion and in the end, they were like, fuck it, uh, gave up the the um, chance to play to, for Singapore and switched to Thailand. So that ended on, a, yeah. I guess, not a nice note for Singapore football. Very, very sour note. And all this is yeah. also... Um, Interesting discussion because it comes on the back of the Olympics, and mm. uh, Mr. Golden Golden Boy, uh, our golden swimmer, uh, Joseph Schooling, uh, mm. having you know come back without medals at this recent uh, Tokyo Olympics, and yeah. as well as his compatriot uh, Kwa Zengwen, la, have both been called up for national service already. So the deferment is over, la. Um, but you know the, yeah. the 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 good thing is that they've had their shot lah. You know they they've competed at a couple of uh, Olympics already, and, and mm. Joseph Schooling did come back with a gold, which validated uh, the decision to defer his NS for that many years lah. But yeah. uh, in this case, I guess uh, if I'm not wrong, the reasoning is really because it's not firstly signing with a Premier League club is a personal thing. It's not really for the country or a national, international competition or anything. 
so you're essentially just look um sort of taking care of your own interests, lah, right? Um, yeah, I, I think they they like to equate it to someone getting a very good job offer before national service, and 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 because of that, they they don't want to they don't want to do national service or what, or they ask for deferment, and and it's often rejected, lah. Um, mm. but overall, what do you think of of this 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 uh issue of of deferment for football players? I mean, I think it should definitely be considered, lah, because um. I think one thing that was spoken about back in 2017-2018 over Ben Davis was whether or not the terms for deferment favour individual uh, sports over team sports. Mm. Because some of the criteria is literally you have to reach a podium position at a major games competition. Which, I mean, if you you can be messy, but if you're playing for sh- like not the best team, it's going to be hard, right? Mm. Or so, even like... like, it, like uh... What's that? What's that example? I mean, Salah is one of the best players in the world, right? But yeah. Egypt, Egypt is is far from the top team in the world, right? Yeah, and last time even did uh, Didier Drogba, Ivory Coast. Yeah, you know, like you have all these players. Um, Lewandowski, he's Polish, right? So mm. just because someone is like world class doesn't mean that the team will be world class as well. Like. And it was such a big talking point that even Grace Fu herself, when she was uh, part of the Ministry of Culture, Community and Youth, kind of had to say that um, yeah, like, it does not uh, favor like. even though even though the rationale was not the the best, they were saying that um, yeah, it has to be looked at as a team as opposed to an individual, which feels, which which sounds ridiculous. Which is why for this also, I think it's fucking sad because I just realized the one difference between Ben Davis and Harry uh, Bird Whistle. Ben Davis was born in Phuket and relocated mm. to Singapore and mm. then became a Singapore citizen. Mm. Harry Bird Whistle is born in Singapore native. and he lived in Singapore until native. 13. He's a native Singaporean, right? Yeah, he's a native Singaporean. And like, it some way kind of resembles the path of Joseph Schooling. Like Joseph Schooling also yeah. left when he was 13, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I feel a lot more... I don't know. This one just feels a lot more like uh, closer to home. Because I just read the quote of him saying that he misses home and everything. And um, yeah. The like, Prata, the Prata yeah, and the, that one. Like, and remember, he's... you hard, man. Yeah, he's not playing for like Chelsea or... or, or you know, he's, he's not living in London, mm. like, basically. He's not like mm. you know enjoying life outside and going to concerts in, uh, in the middle of the park and stuff like that. I mean, he's living, um, I mean he he's playing for Wolverhampton, and uh, as far as I know, it's not exactly the the most exciting place in the world to be la, Right. Mm. So he's mm. been there for what four years, five years, and he misses home. He misses his family, plus everyone. The last two years, you've not been able to travel to see family either, right? So yeah, and his mom like, is in Singapore. Yeah, he hasn't seen yeah, his mom. Yeah, so this is a kid who's like, you know, we we put out there because he's he's talented, and his parents, you know, have have thankfully have had the foresight to nurture his talent and and allow it to flourish, right? Because, uh, yeah, like, it is very much an individual. This it, is his his own individual accomplishment to sign for a club, lah. But just imagine the excitement there'll be when you know that there's a Singapore player, you know, a Singapore born player that, that you could have been if under the right circumstances and anything playing for uh, you know against the likes of Ronaldo and and and, and uh, you know against against the top teams like Man U and Man City imagine that how much how much that would inspire a kid like right to try harder mm. in training try harder and, and not just in football but just everything you do like. so uh, yeah it's, it's so disappointing uh, this 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 like uh this giant hammer approach that they they've taken to this situation, you know, they just hammer everything with this like NS is for all. It needs to be fair and all that things. And, but, and then you but, ask yourself like, yeah. I thought I thought I thought Mindef is like the best at identifying you know individual talents and then promoting them all the way to become general and eventually become CEOs of big organizations. Really, like, really. Yeah. <laughs> so they're so good. They're really so good at promoting individual talent. Can't they also like? Really, I mean, the work already has been done for them, you know, to identify a real sporting talent for Singapore. I think mm. it would be like totally like most Singaporeans would be like, oh, okay, like, you know, uh, def- maybe, I mean, do it like schooling, like defer five years, eight years, whatever, and, and give them a chance, like, you know, to really flourish and then, and after that, play for the Singapore team or even play for SAFSA in, in, in the S League or something like that. Uh, mm. That would be pretty awesome. Uh. The S League now is like you know is 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 getting legit again, right? Because the injection of a bit of money from from the local billionaires and all. 
So all this is like every like why does NS need to get in the way of it? I don't understand, man. Yeah. So, but then but then on the flip side, right? Because when the Ben Davis thing came up, uh, it was raised up in Parliament all the way to Defence Minister Ng Eng Hen, mm. and I mean he basically outlined why it is why NS important is important because it's the pillars of equality, you know, the pillars of um, you know, just the fact that national defense cannot be taken for granted and yeah. every Singaporean man puts their career on hold. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, uh, I mean, in, in, in his speech also, I think the Ben Davis thing was a bit more specific because, uh, like I mentioned, that Harvey Davis, Ben Davis's dad, he apparently consistently refused to indicate when the son would return to NS. Mm. But then, can you, uh, like, if I were to ask you, can you see any merit about the argument that, okay, he should serve NS? Because even, you look at a player like Song Hyun, uh, Son Hyun-min, Hyun-min mm, right? Mm, the mm. Tottenham Koreans, he also served military service, no? Yeah, but they, I think they gave him a short stint, right? Shorter stint, just three weeks. Yeah, like three, weeks, like uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three weeks. Three weeks. No, I mean, yeah, like, you, you can look, you, you, you can, you can put milestones in place. I, 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 the thing I don't like it is that, how come, then how come is it that, um, why is it that Mindef scholars get to defer, you know, sight unseen for like four years just to go mm. and study, right? Because they mm. identify as, as talent that, that that contributes to the the military. Lah. But again, as we mentioned so many times in the last two years, there's more it's more than just military defense that is about bolstering the, the, the Singapore spirit, right? It's about, you know, community, it's about feeling together as one. And if someone can can go overseas and, and because of his his exploits on the on the sporting field, uh, rally Singaporeans together like like how Joseph Schooling and 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 even the the Paralympics when even this past Paralympics everyone was like behind, uh, behind the our Paralympians and everything right, um, mm. if they can do that, that is as much national service as 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 is required la. and 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 it's double standards when you know only when when people are assigned to a bloody Safos scholarship then you give them four years off. Four years, you know, four years off to go and study. Like. That to me is like, mm. it's, it's damn stupid. Like, like maybe, I mean, I, I think during, for, for those Safa scholars, during those four years, they have to come back at least once a year, right? Like for a couple of weeks, right? And then, and then yeah, serve, yeah, correct, correct. serve a bit of like, a bit like reservists like that, like internship kind of. Like. Maybe, maybe you can do that for the players like, during the off season, like during the summer and all that. They they come back and then they, they slowly start serving the NS, like, right? Uh, mm. my, my point is that, I think they need to learn how to be a bit more flexible, la. As as they always, like, MMTF always says, situation changes. We need to be flexible, right? So mm. this is like the global situation. Singapore is a country we're coming to. A, you know, the people are maturing as a as a population and and trying to, our best to try and define and and, and identify um, you know things about being Singaporean that we're proud of, la. And one thing we definitely lack a lot of is you know homegrown sporting talents that we can all get behind and say, hey, this is like, this could have been me or my son or my daughter or something, you know? So, mm. yeah, it's just, Mindef is just like, I mean, come on, man. Like, like don't be so, don't be so inflexible. Like, don't, don't, do, do what the MMTF says, man. Do what, do what we've been doing the last two years, which is keep adapting to a changing future, right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like uh, because there's there's Safo scholars also, but there are also people who study medicine, right? Yes, yes. They also get to defer, and the mm. argument that has been made in Parliament is that yeah, but they defer to get the skills they need to come back and serve as medical officers, lah. Mm. Right. Um. But I think that one, like, I think okay, that one there is some sort of thread of logic there. You can disagree with it and all, and you agree with it. That's that's um one thing but mm. for me the things that sound illogical is that back back in 2018 when there was all this talk there were a number of articles that were written about whether or not sporting excellence can be um, achieved with NS being part of it la. and mm. some of the examples that were given I think in parliament uh, by Ng Eng Hen was that um, you know you get uh, the diver Jonathan Chan peddler Clarence Chu sailor Ryan Law uh, shuttler Lo Kian Yu uh, who 
demonstrated that while full-time NS may not allow one to train and compete at the same level, it is not impossible to improve their sport performance after NS. And the examples they gave was that the badminton player, he he was quite impressive in Tokyo. Uh, I remember watching him um, and he he did well enough. He didn't go to the final stages, but he's showing promise. Mm. And then also the sailor low won an Asian Games bronze a few months after completing NS in 2018 um, and, and all that. But to me, it's like, okay... It, it feels like they achieved it in spite of NS as opposed to like, yeah, you go to NS, you can still achieve sporting excellence. Right? And that's the kind of thing like, huh? that's the fucking logic. A sports career is, you've got a limited time and if someone is showing potential, that needs to, to factor in. Like. So to me, that sort of arguments don't make sense because it is almost like saying, yeah, he can do it despite this so there's nothing wrong with the system. Like. Yeah. Um, and... And I mean, you know, you talk about the the privilege term, right? Mm. I mean, I mean, not say you, but there's so much talk about the privilege where uh, it's not a level playing field for people who are wanting to do the same thing. This almost feels like you know that game that that went viral, that demonstration where people stand in a row and then they step forward and then mm. they step back as a visual de- de- demonstration of who has access to things that other people don't. It mm. feels like all the Singapore athletes, right? If there was something with with the global, all the global athletes lineup, Singapore athletes would be fucking far back la, because of, of stuff like NS. La. Mm, mm. And, and it just you're saying feels that like they are, Singapore athletes are disadvantaged, la. disadvantaged in certain ways. Because, because, I think, because I think NS, it really, it's... Okay, so I can... Let, let me share a bit of my personal experience, which is nowhere being like the athlete, like these kind of people. Um, I was playing for the age group hockey, right? For, yeah. for Singapore. Yeah. Um, and... There, there was this there's this thing called Safsala, which is the sports the sports league of, of SAF where national sportsmen and all can like you know can train and play under the Safsa club in the Premier League of Singapore for hockey and all that. So I was playing at, with the team there. But honestly, like the whole promise of being able to train hardcore and prepare for tournaments is gone. La. And like if you then you need to make a decision whether you want to, you know, try for OCS or play sports. And even if you play sports, the training is nowhere as rigorous as someone at the age of 18, 19 should be training. La. So it's a fucking yeah. big dent. Yeah. And I remember even my friends who were much more talented than me, um, with so much more potential. After army, you feel a dip, be it in the passion, in the interest, mm. or just then you realize, hey, fuck, uh, if you don't make it in sports, then you have all these adult responsibilities. Okay, better get a job, which is damn sad. La. Yeah, and then... And uh, not to say that um, that in army you don't you don't get physical exercise you do right but it's a very different kind of training la, right it's more yeah. of um, like severe endurance training that you get go through in the army and and I mean endure in the sense of like enduring through pain gritting through injuries and, and getting stuff and still still you know being able to carry loads and stuff like that as opposed to sporting kind of uh, excellent uh, sport you're not training for sporting excellence la, right. Like nobody cares mm. if you run fast in the army. They care like how much load can you carry. I'm mean, talking about infantry, like, right? Uh, mm. you know, whether you can survive three days in the jungle and stuff like that, like, and not get heat stroke and all that. Which are not, yeah. not, not concerns for, for athletes. Uh. So it's just yeah, it's just very different kind of training. Like, for those who say that, oh but you mean you know you can be like so young like, every day train two point four and after that become a runner. Yeah, I mean it's very different, like, yeah. <laughs> unless unless the future Olympics is another version called the Olympic uh, camp. Like where you have to provide for yourself, you don't have the Olympic village, you have to camp out and all, then Singapore will fucking win all the gold medals. Uh. Yeah, yeah. If there was like, uh, if, if like surviving in jungle was an Olympic Yeah, sport, that's uh. why, like you play football uh, in the forest and yeah. after the game, you go back to your tents, you have to yeah. hunt your own food and all that. Um, even then, I don't know whether Singapore will do well. Uh. Yeah. All the things they teach us how to kill the birds all in the army, it, they give like they give you a bird lah. Uh. Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't catch the bird. But then I think the analogy is like any job, right? No matter what you're doing, preparing powerpoints and all that, there's a certain proficiency you get by doing it full time every day, lah. Right? Mm-hmm. If I if I tell someone, okay, you do powerpoints like three times a week for one hour, your powerpoint skills are gonna be shit, lah. Right? But if you're doing powerpoints every day, right? You'll be fucking good, lah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then for those who like. Are, are ready to jump on the slippery slope bandwagon and like but if you say yes to this guy then what's there to say about you know someone who is who is uh gets a scholarship to go to, to Oxford to study study plants or something like that you know like should we give mm. him deferment right? and then I'm, then I'm like cause he's like the best plants guy yeah, in the world yeah, like, he's right? a plant expert or something like that. but then I'm like uh-huh. that's different la. I mean we literally have a sports Singapore statutory body 
which probably can come up with a series of guidelines so that the government can make decisions more transparently as well, right? And, mm. and I, I don't think it's that difficult to come up with different guidelines for different sports, especially when issues like this come up where, where you know, like someone is like, oh, uh, he's... Let, let, okay, I mean, maybe maybe that was a bad example in, a, in talking about botany. But let's say someone like, um, you know, I don't know, gets to the the finals of some... some uh, Singing are you are you singing are you kind of are you yeah. kind of taking second because you you're afraid that you say something that you might offend like some people unnecessarily and you know, take away from the argument because <laughs> do you feel that no no no, no, no I feel, I just thought because no, now I feel when you give examples uh, yeah. there's oh, this careful, there's this yeah. yeah which is fucking annoying lah yeah you but need go to be on careful, you need yeah. careful no I was yeah, just saying like, let's say someone gets the final of like a, a you know American Idol or Canadian Idol mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then. For that, they need to defer NS, right? Then, mm. then I think, oh wait, uh, you know, the first thing that they probably think about is that is that a sport, really? You know, and then and then maybe after that, look at another statutory board, like the IMDA or something like that. Is this person really doing something that is extraordinary in their field or what? You know, that that requires mm. them to take this time away from from national service. So I, I think you have all these civil servants, you have all that manpower then and the supposedly very smart people at the top of MINDEF, how come they can't come up with some system that that, that, that just works? Uh? We're not talking about 200 million people, we're talking about 5 million people max, uh, you know. So, mm. I mean, if, you're, if they're not coming up with a better system, it just means they're lazy. Uh. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like call, a headline. Calling yeah. it out, calling it podcaster, out. Really, yeah. Podcaster labels Singapore government lazy. Not the government, not government. I'm saying the MINDEF, MINDEF. Yeah, no, I mean, they have government. government. I think the, I think no, but uh, I mean, like, like I said, MMTF is like working hard, is adapting and changing to different things every day. How come? Yeah, MMTF is still staying rooted to its spot, lah. You know. No, that's why if I may may put on my silver tin hat, uh, for uh for a short while, um, I mean, uh, like if you think about it, like Singapore, you know, we do have smart people, right? Uh, not not just in, in government, outside government. So, isn't it weird that for most things where if we really put a concerted effort towards it, be it, um, I don't know, like building facilities, like healthcare and this, uh, and even like, you look at the, the, the tech space now, it's booming and all, right? It, it tends to, to do well. So, is there a, a more underlying reason why sports still struggles? Is it is it something that... Maybe how you say, uh, it's 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 just it's just something that is not encouraged because of the 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 economic the 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 lack of a clear economic ROI la. And I mean, yeah, this, are you baiting are you baiting me to talk about uh, KPI for minister salaries again? Ah <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> and this one this one actually that this thought was put in my mind when I as part of a. A, a, a shoot that I was part of in the past. I, I interacted with someone who played for the national team in Singapore before. Like, and he was just telling me that, yeah, it feels weird that, you know, Singapore, which which has very competent people and the ability has proven to do many things, uh, COVID aside, uh, it feels weird that sports is still something that is so, so faltering. Mm. Um, and yeah, it just made me think, like, why exactly um, is there such a, uh, how do you say inertia or, or, or lack of like more more consistent success, and which is why I think stars like Joseph Schooling and Harry uh, Bird Whistle should be kind of like encouraged to their to their max lah. Mm, mm. Instead, it seems like we're actively trying to discourage them from pursuing yeah. sports, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but you know this one. Given that we have spoken about Ben Davis before, we even made a YouTube video about it. What made you want to talk about this topic particularly? Eh? I mean, as a the the truth is, as a you know, as a new dad and everything, I, I think about you know the kind of things I want to expose my child to, like, Right, and, mm. and and inevitably it always comes up about you know, hey, should we let him play music, sports, or all these things? If you had the, all the resources in the world, as a as any parent would like, right? You want your child to be able to experience every single thing, like, right? But mm. but you can't, right? You can't because it's time, money, resources, whatever. Um. So I mean, that's where you you do need to rely on on, on when the kid goes to school and, and and things like that. You hope that he also discovers their passion at some point in time, like. And I think that's that's to me that's the most important thing, like, is that. 
just you know be really passionate about whatever it is you decide to do lah, right? Even if, mm. if you're gonna be the if you're gonna be a botanist, then you be the best best there. I mean, you try to be the best botanist you can be within your mm. within your capacity and resources lah. So I, I think the same goes for sports and everything as well. Lah, that that you know we give them opportunity. We don't artificially put barriers in front of them and with especially when it comes to mindset lah, you know with things like oh you know footballer cannot make money got no future kind of thing and, mm. and, or even or even like boxing uh, you know UFC fighter like 20 years ago it would have been insane to think that you could become a billionaire of of uh, fighting martial arts or boxing or what lah, right but, but mm. look at look at you know look look at people like Conor McGregor and all that lah, who, who really made mm. it happen lah. Um, and, and literally like he was like from five years, he became a plumber to becoming a you know like one of the richest global superstar, uh. richest sports people in the world, even higher than Cristiano Ronaldo, you know. So it's just, I mean, it's just very sad when I see that there are uh, sporting figures born and bred in Singapore, ready to show the world their talents, ready to inspire new generations of young Singaporeans to. To, to you know pursue something that is off the beaten track a bit like that isn't directly tied to a minister's uh, salaries KPI la, right you know mm. uh, but they are always like hamstrung by bureaucracy la. a bureaucracy that makes a lot of exceptions for for its own for its own uh, for its own talents la, right but when it comes to other sorts of talent like like I've said like total defense is not just about military defense other sorts of talents they you know they they, they you know they, they refuse to move like Mm. And I guess that's where, you know, the announcement that the Paralympians will now get twice the award uh, money if they get the medals. Mm. I think that's that kind of shows the power of of discourse, la, be it online, be it repeated discussions, and be mm. it repeated successes by those those athletes. La. And for me, why I wanted to talk about this, because I know when Ben Davis, that whole... Uh, kerfuffle happened there was it felt like there was a lot more focus on it whereas this Harry Bird whistle it feels like it just came up and then just passed yeah. and that worries me because I think it is only through discussions like this through repeated um, I don't know discussions online uh, posting online and questioning of this will there be some sort of of evolution like? because I mean you know as you were saying the things uh, just now about what it feels like when you're thinking about your own kid to me, it because you you see, even like when you're talking about MMA, you know Angela Lee, Victoria Lee, mm, correct. They are they are doing fucking amazing shit, but it's out when they're based outside of Singapore, lah. Mm, you know, yeah. um, and how sad would it be if, if like the reality is like okay, if you want to achieve, you know, like global success, if you're not in say tech or something, lah, you really do have to venture out, lah. Because even for us in media, right, um, you know, like uh. At some point in the past, I've also thought, should we just pack up and go to Hollywood and try and make it? Mm. You know, but a big part of of what uh, I believe we want to do is create shit out of Singapore that that can take over the the, the world, uh, You know, Singapore Squid Game, and but it's fucking hard, lah. And it the one thing that also made me think about this was I think on Reddit some people pointed out that you know Kevin Kwan the writer of Crazy Rich Asians, yes. he apparently defaulted for NS also. No? Ah, yes, yes, correct. Yeah, he's a, he's an NS right. defaulter. Yep, yep. He's an NS defaulter. And then the, the very astute redditor pointed out that, oh, you know, the Singapore Film Commission and STB actually supported a movie written by an NS defaulter. Mm, so then, mm, mm. then I just found that interesting in the sense that, well, you know, he literally wrote something that did capture global attention and all that, but yeah, he didn't do it from Singapore. Um, and... You just see these people going out in the non-traditional fields like outside of the corporate world and it just, I felt like, wow, fuck, is that by staying in Singapore and doing a non-traditional path, is it almost like destined to, yeah, like you will, you, you won't make that sort of global impact line. I think that's a very, very scary uh, or, or not, not the best way to encourage the young people. Mm, maybe, maybe there needs to be you know, right now the the only avenue for someone who defaults NS uh, is to come back to Singapore, uh, admit that you defaulted NS, and go to jail for a couple of years, lah. Right? Uh, yeah. Then that's the only way you'll be allowed back to come back to Singapore and everything. Maybe yeah. there needs to be, you know, how like like universities they give out honorary degrees. Mm. Uh, you know, like 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 uh, you know, when say a 
I don't know, someone who, a rapper or something comes to give a speech at a university. Yeah. Like they get excited, then they get honorary right? degree on the spot, right? So they can literally yeah. be called yeah. doctor or something. Maybe that needs to, we need to have a ceremony every year where we, we also, I don't know, give presidential pardons to these NSD voters, but who are Singaporean <laughs> and have <laughs> done good for the name of Singapore. La. So like, you know, maybe every year president, you know, she's, she's very busy, but I'm sure she can come up with a list of people who probably are deserving of some kind of presidential pardon when it comes to NSD faulting, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, then, fuck then it. Then we have a ceremony every year where we we sort of like like the you know the priests all come and then we all like everyone prays and says, oh, you know, you're forgiven for your sins and everything, right? The seven the seven <laughs> major religions, you know, those yeah. those those seven yeah. uh, individuals who are there, all the yeah. And then they all stand <laughs> after stage, NDP, yeah. La, yeah. Ah, after NDP, that's part of the NDP. <laughs> they say, you know, we are sorry we've we've defaulted, but we are contributing to Singapore in other ways, you know. Yeah, then they wear like the Wolverhampton jersey, their uh, Olympic medals, yeah. you know, and, then, and like yeah, yeah, it, it, and then for like nice thing, and then they sing Majula Singapura at the end of it like, together, right? Yeah, and then like for one minute, everyone just shouts shame, shame, <laughs> shame, shame, and then and then the, the fireworks one, the one happen. Is Mindef, and, like, the one Mindef were organized. Yeah, Mindef, the correct. The Mindef contingent comes yeah, out. Mindef, they surround them. Yeah. Shame, 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 shame. And then after that, one they go minute. to the opposition, walk yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then everyone claps. You know, everyone claps, then fireworks, then yeah. boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, then, another fucking good idea for NDP. Yeah, yeah, fireworks. <laughs> and then after that, we play Crazy Rich Asians <laughs> on the screen and show highlights of highlights of Harry Bird Whistle scoring goals. Or Vampire, and Joseph Schooling, yeah. Joseph, you know, Joseph Schooling. Oh, Lord. But my point is like, there's no other avenue for these people to want to come back to Singapore and contribute again, right? And... Yeah, it's quite a waste. That's we we worry about brain drain, and then you know this is this is a I don't know how many people we've lost to uh, talents we've lost to NS default defaulting already lah, right? Mm. And and then if, if, if it, there are pardons, I mean we we do give pardons, presidential pardons or like death penalty and stuff like that once in a while lah, right? So mm. why 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 can't the president have the pardon? if the president can stop someone from being killed? I'm sure she can stop someone from going to jail because of NS defaulting lah, right? Yeah, then like like President Halima could just walk up and down, you know, like they stand at attention, then she asks questions, you know, like then like <laughs> So then, what do you do? What do you do when you didn't do NS? Do you do? What do you do? Oh, you wrote a book, it's called Crazy. Oh yeah, I read it, it's good, it's good, right? Good the movie is yeah, good. Yeah, it's a good, good, yeah. Keep it up, keep it up. Yeah. yeah. You? Oh, you play for Premier League. Oh no man, no man. Hey, say hi to yeah, so, no, you know, yeah, it'd be nice, alright. So it kind of meets the KPI of like Mindev, you know, okay, publicly, this is like like almost like a public, uh, I wouldn't say shaming, la, but but telling the rest of Singapore, okay, you know, you'll be put in front of Singapore, you have to uh, you apologize for what you did wrong. Mm. And once you do that, we are okay, la, we are cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're, we're cool. cool yeah. Oh, that needs to be a new segment, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean like, you know, it's, it's just like, it's so sad. Because uh, the other thing I read recently also is that like Kong Li, for example, the Chinese actress, you know, the very mm. famous Chinese. She's renouncing her Singapore citizenship, you know, because of uh, political affairs in China. La. So, mm. you know, it's we are losing a lot of uh, our own homegrown talents already. Wait, Gong Li, Gong Li is grown in Singapore? No, no, no. She's uh, she's from China, but she married a Singaporean businessman. And then she converted uh-huh. to Singapore. She, she got Singapore citizenship oh. for a while. So, mm. And now I think she's mm. going to renounce it. So... You know, it's just sad that we, when we have our own talents, uh, we can't even welcome them back and celebrate them at National Day Parade and things like that, right? Mm, correct. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. and I mean, the one thing that just, I just realized also that the the whole NS debate is only for male athletes, yeah, right? Correct, yeah, correct. So, so maybe like, we need a female athlete who doesn't have to uh, get the training and career uh, disrupted by NS to go and kick ass somewhere out there yeah. and show like, just be like, yo, you know, I got a chance to train for five years at the highest level and boom, uh, yeah. I kicked the ass. La. So, so I, yeah. th- and on that note, I do feel that that it will change. I am optimistic. Just looking at what happened with the Paralympians uh, and their rewards and the the fact that, yeah, Singapore athletes are reaching newer and newer levels. Uh. First, there was Ben Davis, a guy who came to Singapore, became a citizen, then signed a professional contract. This guy is born in Singapore and then signed yeah. a professional contract. Yeah. Soon, yeah, it's 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 changing line. I think we need to always be cognizant of that. And he misses Roti Prata, just like you and yeah. me. You know, he's one of and us. And Chasu Rice. He's one he's of us. He's not even just... 
Yeah, yeah, he's one of us, man. Don't let don't let Mindef paint him out to be the villain like like how they always do, lah, right? Yeah. He's one of us. He's one of us. Yeah. I'm looking at even Straight Times, an article they wrote about Ben Davis, uh NS defaulter called up to Thailand national football team. Yeah. I'm like, fuck Who off, cares, man. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, President Halima, you have, you know you got our number. You want you need us to help you come out with the yeah, list. Yeah, man. We'll, Presidential we'll pardon. <laughs> A new segment for NDP twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's a bit like the you know in the US the presidents every year during Thanksgiving they pardon two turkeys. The turkey, getting, right? Yeah, yeah correct. two turkeys are getting killed. <laughs> then those turkeys are allowed to live on the White House lawn for the rest of their lives or something like that. La. Yeah, uh, correct, correct. So it'd be kind uh, of like that, la. quite cool. I guess but without the killing, without the, the, the pardoning of the any killing or anything. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> that's no like one, squid no game like that, yeah. yeah that's no like squid game like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's gonna kill. <laughs> Alright, and so we have leapt forward in time. Uh, due to a very unfortunate technical error. Uh, actually, we there was another topic that we wanted to talk about, la, but mm. um, something in the mid- middle of talking of it, uh, my sound file got corrupted. La. And uh, yeah. so we are back here again because we, 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 we I mean, we do want to, we do want to end off the podcast with uh, the usual segments. But um, yeah, sorry, this one is going to be a shorter episode, man. Yeah, and I mean, like what actually happened was it got cut off halfway through the discussion of that topic. Yeah, and between Terence and I, we did talk about should we, should we re-enact. carry on the discussion, <laughs> reenact? Yeah, exactly, reenact our thoughts of what we just said. Yeah. Uh, and while doing it for the one shook comment and the one shook thing, it's organic, like because those are quantifiable things. The discussion yeah. we decided to not try to reenact it because we don't want to. It feel weird, like it's like we're acting like that. Yeah, yeah, it feels like we're trying to recall what we said before. Yeah. And, and try to piece and, it together. And, so And yeah. cannot, yeah, cannot. We always keep yeah. shit real uh for the discussions like, for the news. So we hope you understand that it's fucking a technical episode. shit. Yeah, it's yeah, a shorter yeah. episode. It's maybe shorter now it episode. frees up some time, you know. Maybe you are gonna dedicate one hour for this episode. Now you have like yeah. twenty minutes to just yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, you more know? time, more time. To think about life. Think about life. Yeah. Or think so, about the, the things we're going to just share now, which yes. is our one-shook comments and one-shook things. La. Yeah. So what is, for the second time today, Harish, <laughs> yeah, what is your one-shook comment? My one-shook comment is uh, it's actually a direct message through our Ministry of Funny IG. Uh, and because it was a direct message, I shall keep the, the person anonymous. But this person is actually from Sydney and she mentioned that uh, because she couldn't travel much in 2020, she was looking for other places that she could go uh, within the travel restrictions. Like, and Singapore came up and then she started researching more about Singapore. And in her words, she got so engrossed with Singlish and the accent um, and that it is an underrated accent. So she started looking up Singlish or Singaporean content on YouTube, chanced upon our Ministry of Funny YouTube channel and then chanced upon our podcast and has been listening uh, to it quite regularly la. Mm-hmm. Um, and that she hopes that when she visits Singapore she can get in on part of the pranks we used to film on YouTube so to me this was <laughs> this was this was cool because uh, I mean we do get messages from Singaporeans based abroad but here is someone who I don't believe has interacted much with Singapore but still found our content interesting enough mm. which shows that we have global appeal yeah. And it's only a matter of time before we create uh, another uh, uh, something similar to Squid Game. Yeah, and, and I think it's them cool that they they went through the whole like uh, what we used to do on YouTube, and then now is you know has found our podcast and everything, like, right? And see now grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grow, yeah. Very so, so thanks times, for right? the shout out, man. Yeah, all the way from Australia. Oh, uh, that's cool. Uh, my one short comment is one from uh, about the you know the when we talked about the Siash Sylvia. NOC interview. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, we, we, we were always afraid that, you know, given that we are influencers and I'm not, not in the, we're, we're in the industry as well, right? That, that mm. it would just end up being us, uh, you know, like gossiping or, or bitching about other people in the industry. But I'm glad that our audience is, uh, you know, is able to take away something else from that. Lah. So, uh, you know, a couple of people like Pilly, Pilly Backstoodles have, have, also come forward and said that, hey, you know, yeah, after hearing us talk about it, they realize, yeah, it is a very sad uh, breakdown of communications and trust between two individuals in the in the what used to be a loving relationship, lah. And then, 
you know, everyone else is being caught in the the so-called uh, back blast from from that from that lah. Um, but you know, so it's actually a very sad issue for to be talking about. And uh, I think, uh, like for example, Mirror Mask, uh, mm. it goes even further to say that we can do more to actually make it a fruitful discussion by say talking about how to deal with workplace abuse and delayed payments. Uh, and then I think we've made it very clear, Harish and I are both, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about these issues, especially within the media industry. But given our experience in the corporate world as well, we also do understand that these things do come up and how shitty it can be to work in a very, under a very toxic boss or a very toxic workplace. So yeah, it, it might be something that we want to do more of, like, you know, talk to experts, I don't know, from MOM or TAFEP and all about these things uh. so thanks for that suggestion as well and, and thank you that you took the right the right things from that podcast uh. mm, the right things own self praise own self on the right things no no I mean I mean uh, as in they didn't focus on so much on the the, the, the drama the influencer drama and all that but, but more on mm. the, the real effects it has on people uh. Yeah. Which is why like I found it surprising that earlier today I saw that, you know, the Alfian Saad, the one of the bastions of of literature in, amongst the Singapore literary Correct. literati, he almost went the opposite direction because he posted and I uh, uh something along the lines of he's glad that he didn't get embroiled in the NOC drama because listening to an interview between Sylvia and uh Siashe is like two women painting each other's nails with diarrhea. Yeah. So I just thought I just thought it was weird given the fact that he's in the industry of you know like uh wordplay and poetry and play playwriting and sub subtext for him to just take it uh take it on take it literally like that la. like there's two people airing dirty laundry la. because it was I mean for me like yeah on on the surface that's that can be that that is what it might seem but there's so much to learn about culture and like like social i don't know social norms and and workplace toxicity and all that like it's like it's like you know when we were we were watching the singapore social last time and after two episodes mm. i think both of us kind of embraced it for for maybe what it not what it was but what it reflected like it's like a mirror to yeah. pop culture and what happens when a global brand makes something in singapore that's supposed to look singaporean but comes out not looking singaporean so when you posted it i was like Hi, yeah, that's yeah. a bit simplistic, lah. I felt. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's quite sad if that's the only takeaway, lah. That you just oh, I don't like these two people, and I don't want to hear anything that they say. You know. Yeah, uh, at the yeah. crux of it, it it captured the attention of many, lah. And I think there's always something you can glean from from stuff like that for better or worse. Yeah. Great. Cool. All right, cool. and uh, my one shock thing is a. Uh, is a uh, eh no wait now we're going oh one shock thing okay correct yeah have you given your one shock thing not yet right not yet not yet yeah but go ahead uh. okay then why don't you go why don't you go first this time uh okay I mean my one shock thing for the second time today is yeah, just for overnight the second time today <laughs> yeah overnight um Glover Tashira a light heavyweight UFC fighter has become the uh UFC champion the light heavyweight champion uh at forty two years old uh. And mm. uh, at a UFC two six seven event in Abu Dhabi, and he is the oldest first time champ in UFC history. So uh, yeah, it was uh, a very big upset. You know, he beat a younger, more, or more established opponent. And the last time he challenged for the title, I think was like seven or eight years ago against uh, John. Seven years like, against John Jones, and uh, and he lost that that one like, and, and but he never gave up, and he. You know, he, he, he continued, you know, having a good run, you know, victories against like uh, other other contenders. And at 42 years old, he got this chance, a shot at the title. And yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's lived his dream. Lah. You know, he's finally, he's finally become a champion. And, and I think it's, it's fantastic that, 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 you know, in his post-fight interview, he says that he'll, he'll, he'll continue breaking the rules. He's, he just broke the rules and he continued breaking the rules. Uh, yeah, it's just a it's just a great uh, story, a feel good a feel good story lah, that that we need at this time lah, You know when when yeah we're telling kids to not pursue your don't pursue your sporting your sporting dreams. You know because you need to serve your country first and things like that lah. Yeah, 
and and he's forty two. Yeah. Like what the fuck, man? Holy yeah, yeah, shit! Yeah. It is quite amazing, lah. So yeah, yeah it was I'll, the I'll, last the last time he he challenged for the title was in twenty fourteen, which means he was what thirty five or thirty four or something in his prime. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So so now now it's cool that he finally managed to get the belt and and he's in history books, sir. I mean, and like this is off the back of a night when Cristiano Ronaldo at age thirty six and Cavani at age uh thirty four or something scored for Manchester. It's just oldies, man. Oh, oldies, oldies are goldies. And I say oldies only in the in the context of sports, lah. Where mid thirties is like you're you're done and dusted. Yeah, yeah. It's cool, man. Crazy, yeah. yeah. How about you? All right. What is your watch and, thing? And for the second time as well, <laughs> my my watch thing this past few days is the fact that uh, our good friend and good friend of the podcast Fakafaz has released his latest one hour special as an independent creator uh, on Vimeo uh, that can be rented or purchased for 5 or $10 uh, respectively and I think I wanted to give him a shout out because yeah he like we, we, we have collaborated with him multiple times he uh, gave us spots on his open mic uh, in preparation for our own debut in stand up and to to see him put this out to me is is a great thing because last year was tough for a lot of industries, a lot of people, but for stand-up comics who live and breathe in the area of live performances, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't an easy time. Mm-hmm. And for him to just create something, self-produce it, uh, get an editor to make it into a one-hour special and release it on his own terms, I think that's fucking dope. And yeah, I hope people can show him some love. The The link is in the show notes. Yeah, and then, you know, we I think when we spoke to Dr. Jason Leong, another comedian from Malaysia, he shared mm. a story of how he also shot his own special and eventually managed to sell it to Netflix. Uh. So uh, I think that's it's, it's fantastic that, you know, uh, comedians are now really uh, finding their own ways to, to, to you know, get, get through the gatekeepers like, of the industry as well. So so mm, this is uh, mm. we should support them when they're when they're trying you know experiments like this as well. Yeah, man. So so shout out to him. Who knows? We might get him on our podcast uh, mm. uh, sometimes mm. because the last time he was on, he did hint at this special that will be coming out. So yeah. Yeah. kudos to him and show him some love. Cool, 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 man. All, all right. right, it's a short one. Thanks, guys. It's a <laughs> short one. Well, thank you <laughs> take, all. Take the next twenty minutes to you know um, just just think about. Spend some time thinking about something you have been putting off for a long time. Yeah, you know, this, make use yeah. of the opportunity. Yeah, and enjoy yeah, the we weekend, uh, uh, yeah. yeah enjoy the weekend. Thanks, everybody.